0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special bonus episode of Randall Theater. This is our first bonus episode ever, and I guess when I say R, I guess I mean me, because I'm flying solo today. This is Jeremy. Um, so I talked about it last episode, and um, maybe... I waited a little too long to record it, um, but uh, for anyone who just listened to the um, Cubs convention recap episode, I figured there was so much more to talk about uh, over the weekend that I went to solo, and uh, in case you didn't catch it the first time, Jack is not a Cubs fan, so um, uh, I went to the rest of the Cubs convention by myself, and um there were a lot of highlights to share, like mostly player interactions in the autograph line. So I wanted to uh, just come on and do a bonus episode here um, for anyone who might be interested in listening to it and who wants like uh, the rest of the story for the Cubs convention. Um, if you ever are thinking about maybe going yourself in the future, uh, just what to expect Um Uh, One thing that I don't know if we really kind of touched on enough um, heading into this is I did hear from some friends who had been uh, who had gone to the Cubs convention, maybe one friend in general who had gone before and kind of tamped down my expectations a little bit about like getting autographs. I mean, they posted the schedule for the players and like there were like, I think like A, B, C, D, E, F, like six stages per hour or there were six stages and then each hour. Each stage had like a one or two players signing at the at the um, at at the stage, right? So there was. Um there was basically like a schedule and it was pretty full. Um, stage A was voucher only, right? So when you got there, we talked about this last week or uh, last episode. Uh, sweatpants guy was angry at me because I pulled a Nico voucher autograph voucher. Um, each hour had their own voucher guys. So it was Nico Horner at 9 a.m., 10 a.m. was Ian Happ, 11 was Kyle Hendricks, so on and so forth. Cody Bellinger was one of the vouchers, Ryan Sandberg, Fergie Jenkins. But then like stage B, C, D, E, and F were wide open. So you could get, you could kind of get in that line and get, a, they gave out like a ticket, like like a, like a ticket that you would get like at the Cubs game. Um, and that guaranteed, that actually guaranteed your autograph. So I was told that like the only way to guarantee is like if you pay for this like meet and greet or if you get a voucher, that's not actually true. Like you, if you get a ticket to be in line, and this might've been like new this year, um, but if you got in line and you got a ticket, they would probably get through all of you um, in that time frame. And then they had an overflow line. And the overflow line was people who like were too late to get all the tickets. But once they got through everyone with the tickets, if it was like 9.30 and they got through all the tickets and the guy was signing till 10, they would open up the overflow line. And then everyone from the overflow line would go in and get an autograph. Does that make sense? Hopefully. Um, I'll put it this way. Um, on Saturday morning, I got the Nico Horner... Voucher and I I got in and I got my autographs from him. And then I was able to jump into the Kevin Alcantara Ben Brown line. Um, They were signing on stage C. So I was able to jump into the overflow line on that one and I got through and I got their autographs. Okay. So um, most of the time I got through on the overflow lines. Um, At 10 a.m., Carrie Wood signed at like a free stage and that was kind of a, a shit show a little bit, I guess. So I think like some of the stages kind of. Did away with the overflow line, but it was kind of weird. Some of the stages still had overflow lines, some didn't. And I honestly, I got through a lot on the overflow lines. The only line I sat in and waited for was at noon, uh, stage C, Ted Lillian, Giovanni Soto. Um, why? I don't know. Um, but so the hour, um, the 11 a.m. hour, I'm trying to think. I think I got out of the Hayden Wisniewski line at 10 a.m., and uh i got in like the ted lily giovanni soto line for noon and it was like i got in a little after 11 and i i probably should have went ahead and gotten some other lines cuz i probably still could have got lily and soto but i i was still trying to figure it out that was early on in the day on saturday so i was still trying to figure out but let's take it all the way back to the beginning and then i can kind of talk about like what i did basically so Um, I got the Nico Horner autograph voucher. Um, I got to say there was like crazy lines, you know, to get in at 9 a.m. on uh, Saturday. Honestly, what happened, there was this incident that happened that was kind of crazy where like it was in the bottom floor of the the hotel, the Sheridan Grand, whatever. And there was an escalator that was like leading to the bottom floor. But then on the bottom floor, like they hadn't opened up the convention hall yet where the autographs were. So there's a bunch of people in this like relatively narrow kind of lobby area And it got kind of crazy because like the, the bottom of the, the floor, like the, the main floor was getting filled, like backed up with people and the escalator kind of just kept, you know, shooting people down the escalator Um, and they would get off and like, it was getting so bunched up that there was running out of room of people like to be able to get off the escalator and onto like solid ground. So it was kind of scary for a second. Someone, I was standing right by the bottom of the escalator and I heard someone say like, Uh, you know, if they don't open these doors soon, this is going to be, this is going to get ugly. And I kind of, usually I ignore what people like that say. Um, But I actually like looked up and I looked around. I'm like, oh yeah, it actually is going to get dangerous. So I actually moved away from the bottom of the escalator. And like, sure enough, like maybe like five, six minutes later, people were yelling like, Hey, got a problem. Got a problem. Security. And like they actually had to like turn off the escalator so um people would stop getting, you know, spat out onto the floor and they had to kind of like hold people up on the top level and send them down only when there was room. So it it actually did get kind of scary for a second. It was it was kind of weird. Um they eventually let or they opened up the uh the um hallway, the the convention hall at nine a.m. or eight forty five or whatever. And I gotta say, I felt like the man having like an autograph voucher and I could just go right into the Nico Horner line while everyone else kind of lined up for everything else. Uh, Fergie Jenkins and Andre Dawson were signing at that time. So obviously that was probably the bigger bigger one to to try to get. Um, I would have liked to get them, but I would end up getting Fergie on Sunday and I've had Dawson already. So there were other people I was trying to get like El Contra. So I got through the Nico Horner line. Um, I got to talk to him. I told him like, hey man, like, you know, uh you're you're kind of turning in the face of the franchise and I I think I said this on the episode he said, he said oh well I don't know about that and I'm like no man like you know you're you're doing a good job you're you're representing the team well and he's like well thank you and um he was pretty cool he signed, I asked him like hey could you sign like this card and I don't know if they'll let you but if you could do these other two and he's like yeah that, that's no problem so he signed three cards for me one of them was like the tops now um opening day home run from 2021 so Uh, or 2022, actually, he hit like the first homer in the majors that day because the Cubs were the first team to play a regular season game in 2022 like they started before anybody else. And I was at the game, and Nico Horner hit a home run, and it was the first homer of the major league season for any player. So they made a Tops Now card of it. I thought it was pretty cool, and so I got him to sign that. Uh, I also got him to sign his like call-up card, his debut card for Tops Now, and then also uh, his rookie card, but in this like rainbow foil, this like reflective surface kind of card. So three cards, pretty cool. They were, I think they're all good cards to pick. Uh, if you, as you recall, I also got him at the same time. Millie the dog got him last year, but it was still cool to get him. Um, so I guess now I have four autographs of him. So cool. Um, and like I said, I got right out of that line and got right into the Kevin Alcanta Ben Brown line. Um, ben Brown. Don't have any cards of his. Also got him the day before, but it was weird because they were both signing, and I didn't want to just get one of them. So I I got Ben Brown on, like, this, like, blank card again. Um, Also, we didn't – I still haven't posted any of the um, uh, photos from the Cubs convention. That's my bad, Um, you know. Uh, I'm, I'm the one who runs the Instagram and has all the photos and all that stuff. So it's just, it's a one man show as far as that stuff goes. So, um, I will get that up in uh, conjunction with this episode. Uh, so it all makes sense. And Jack and I also have some photos we took. So I'll, uh, you know, that'll all be one, uh, big Instagram slideshow, so to speak. Um, so yeah, there were a couple other guys I would have liked to get during that time. Zach McKinstry and Miles Mastroboni. I definitely don't have a card of his, but would have been cool to get. Um, Ray Burris ended up signing later that night in the lobby, which we talked about the night before in the lobby. So uh, I already had him, although I wanted to get him clean on a card because he went off of the edge of my card. Didn't talk about that on the episode. Uh, at the 10 a.m. hour, I went ahead and I got in the line from Michael Rucker and Anthony Kay. Um, <laughs> the sad part of all of this now is in between the time the convention happened and now Anthony K has already been released by the Cubs, so that's that's kind of rough. He made a a tweet saying like you know it was a great run Cubs. Um, I don't know. I I kind of I kind of thought he'd be a good piece for the Cubs, but um they cut him when they signed Mancini I think or something. So he's gone. He gone. Um, but I got Mike, Michael Rooker on a Field of Dreams card, and he pitched in that game. He actually gave up two runs, but um he he pitched one good inning and then he came out for another inning and just kind of coughed up a couple runs but got to ask him um what it was like to to pitch there and he's like oh yeah well you know coming out uh, behind Ken Griffey Jr was pretty awesome so um yeah it was pretty cool so that was cool um got to you know interact with him a little bit and I if you, rec- I think we've talked about it on the podcast, but I've missed him. We missed him a couple times last year because I just didn't have a card for him to sign, and then I realized I could get him on the Field of Dreams card, so that was cool. So I got Michael Rucker, um, and I'm not sure how long he'll be around the team, but I got him. Um, then I hopped over to the Hayden Wisneski line, and I got him. And I was thinking in line while I was in line, I'm like, maybe I'll ask him to do like a, like an inscription. Uh, Dating back to the whole, uh, immaculate inning story with Jan Gomes. We talked about that a lot on the, uh, on the podcast. Jan Gomes, uh, had caught five immaculate innings and Wisneski was kind of annoyed that it wasn't a big deal to him, even though it was a big deal to Wisneski. So I, um, I kind of wrote on a little piece of tape that I had. I wrote, like, Immaculate Inning, 9 22 the date. And I asked him, I'm like, hey, would you mind inscribing this on the card? And he was like, yeah, sure, no problem. He was super nice. Um, again, judging by his Twitter account, it might not seem like a nice guy, but he was super nice, super personable. So I, I don't know. I'm a, I'm conflicted about Hayden um, I And obviously, I think he's a damn good pitcher. So I don't know. Maybe he won me over. I don't I, – it's hard to say. I think the things he writes on Twitter maybe are bigger than baseball, but um, I don't know. I'm just trying to figure it out and trying to enjoy being a Cubs fan, even though it's pretty hard these days. Anyway, um, so he inscribed my card, wrote Immaculate Inning on there, actually wrote uh, uh, I-M-M-A-C Inning, which, whatever, it's cool. Um, and then I said, like, yeah, man, that was. I said, uh, you know I, know, I know it wasn't a big deal to Jan Gomes, but uh, I think it was pretty cool. And he said, like, yeah, man. He's like, I was pissed. Uh, You know, he had caught, like, five of them already. Um, I'm like, well, hey, man, you know, it's still pretty cool. And I told him that I was at a game, like, way back when, where Pedro Martinez threw an immaculate inning. So, and then I said, well, hey, you know, you and Pedro have something in common then. You both threw immaculate innings. And so he he liked that. So, uh, Tatum Wisniewski, I don't know. I don't know what you can say about the guy Um, other than that. Yeah. Hosmer was signing at that time. Uh Carrie Wood, obviously line's too long and and actually, so this is something interesting to report. Hosmer got through the line with people with just the tickets. So probably took about took him about a half hour, thirty five minutes to get through that line, and then boom, pieced out, was gone. Um so didn't even wait to like for like the non guaranteed autos. Uh something something to note. I mean, he was added pretty late to the roster, but, you know, all these guys stayed and did their hour, did their time. Wisniewski had like three signings over the, the course of the day, or over the weekend, so he definitely put in the time, and Hosmer stayed about 35 minutes and got out of there. So, you know, might show you all, fans, what um, Eric Hosmer might truly be like. Um, don't think we'll be getting him at the parking lot um, or ever. Not Does not seem like a very cool guy. Oh, well. Too bad. Um, the 11 a.m. slot, I like I said, I um, I ended up just sitting in the Ted Lilly line, Ted Lilly, Geo Soto line. Um, I missed out on, we got Darwin Barney already, DJ hers and Daniel Palencia I had gotten in South Bend. Drew Smiley, I missed him. That would have been cool. Jameson Tyon is the one who I wanted to get, but his line seemed like maybe a little too long. That's actually why I decided to just do the the Ted Lilly line and they weren't doing the overflow line for some reason. Um, so yeah, none of the other guys I wanted to get Kyle Hendricks. That was the guy who I wanted to trade Nico's autograph voucher for, but I couldn't find any takers. So I missed out on Hendricks. Uh, you know, I'll get him and I've heard from our buddy Chris that he, uh, is good at the bus. So are at the, uh, parking lot. So I might be able to get him during the season. So, um, the 12 o'clock hour I waited in line and I got Ted Lilly and Gio Soto. And at this point now I'm starting to feel like I'm starting to feel my oats a little bit. And like, I I'm coming off of the inscription from, uh, Hayden Wisneski So I asked, uh, Giovanni Soto, Hey, could you do like the rookie of the year, uh, inscription? So he was rookie of the year in 2000. I'm looking for my cards. I think 2007 or 2008, uh, 2008. So I asked him to do the inscription and he did it. I got him on an upper deck rookie card. So, um, that was pretty cool. And then Ted Lilly signed, um, his card. And then he kind of just like looked at my page. I think I mentioned this on the, uh, on the episode last episode, but he kind of just looked at the page of cards. So I was using my book. And so eat the book has like eight cards on there and he just like kind of stood there and looked at it. And I thought he was like looking to see if he, if these were all Ted Lilly cards, but they were like, You know, I only had one Ted Lilly card. So he was looking at it and he's like, yeah, you know, I just wanted to look at this. It's pretty cool. And so there was like, I know there's like a Sandberg card on there and whatever. And so I don't know, he was enthralled by uh, just looking at the cards. So that was cool. And I'm like, yeah, man, you know, uh, just trying to get as many guys as I can and putting some cards out there. And he's like, yeah, man, it's pretty cool. So, uh, you know, he'd either think I was a super nerd or he thought it was cool. So I appreciate that it was the latter. Um, after I got through that line, um, again I kind of just, I think I just jumped into another line because I wanted to make sure I got the next guy, but you know, so I missed uh, a couple guys who I pretty much already had already, so no biggie on only getting that one uh, so far. So so far I'm I'm at like one, two, three, four, five, six autographs for the day. Um, It would continue on uh, positively. Uh, For the 1 p.m. hour, I got in line for the Brennan Davis um, stage. So I really wanted Brennan Davis. It was Brennan Davis and Ryan Jensen. If you recall, I got Ryan Jensen the night before, but I brought another card of him because uh, I had another Bowman first card of his. So I put those together, uh, had that ready to go, got in line, and then, yeah, got in pretty easily for Brennan Davis uh, and Ryan Jensen. I had Brennan Davis sign this Tops Now card that he had when he won the um, MVP at the uh, Futures game. Um, it was It's a really cool card, and uh, it's him with Ken Griffey Jr. So I just said, like, hey, man, you know, what was that experience like? And he's like, oh, yeah. like I said, like, hey, man, that had to be pretty amazing. He's like, oh, yeah, definitely, like, you know, being um, Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, so he was pretty cool. We talked about it, and he signed that card, and it was very cool to get. I had missed him in the minors, um, if you recall, me and Jack went to a South Bend Cubs game, but it was like the week before he blew out as like, uh, blew up as like a major prospect. So, we, we missed him. Um, and at this point now, his next stop for him is is uh, Wrigley Field. So, not sure if he, he's going to be harder to get. And even last season, I heard that he was just kind of like initialing like small in the corner of his cards. So, wasn't really giving it up to graphers. Um, so, I'm glad I got a good autograph from him. Um right after that happened, I jumped in the Carlos Marmol line and I got him to sign a rookie card. That was pretty cool for me. Um Marmol, you know, was a great relief pitcher for the Cubs for many years. So I got his autograph. I said to him actually like, "Hey man, you know, Cubs won a lot of games because of you." And uh he smiled and like said, "Thank you, thank you." And like honestly, he looked kind of sad in his line. Um he was he had he did he had a relatively steady flow of of guys, but like I don't know, he looked kind of sad somehow. And I'm thinking like, you know, maybe he's like, he's retired now and I don't know, maybe his life doesn't have as much, much excitement. I'm, I'm completely making all this stuff up, but he seems kind of sad. So I said that to him and like, I think it cheered him up a little bit, I guess. I mean, the guy is worth like, you know, 150 times when I am. So, um, I don't think he needs me to cheer him up, but, but whatever, um, and then I got through the Marmol line, and Brad Boxberger was signing next to him, and he had no one in line. So I actually looked at a, an attendant, and I'm like, hey, can I just get in the line like, instead of going all the way to the end? And they're like, yeah, yeah, just go right in. And so I went in, got his autograph. I think I said, like, welcome to the Cubs. or glad to have you on the Cubs, and got out of there. Um, it happened so fast that I was kind of bummed because I wanted to tell him that I liked his Players Weekend jersey. Um, his Players Weekend on the back of his jersey – um, it was just two emojis. it's a box and a cheeseburger and I'm like that's the best player emoji uh, or player weekend jersey out there um but didn't get a chance to do that. I have a feeling he might be gettable at the 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 parking lot, so um I might be able to tell him that later and find a different card for him to sign um from there, okay, so from there um the two p m hour happened, and Pete Crow Armstrong had a crazy line all the way, like, just way, way, way back. Um, I tried to get I tried to get in the Miguel Montero-Pedro Strope line. That line was crazy long. Um, I was told later it's because they're 2016 Cubs. But then Montero had a line on Sunday that was crazy long, too. So I think people just like Miguel Montero. Um, so I guess we're lucky to have gotten him and also like alienated him at the <laughs> Gallagher way last season. Nick Madrigal also had a really long line. I wanted to get him, but the line was just too long. So what I did was I went in line for Randy Hundley. Um, like I said, we was signing at 2 PM. Wanted to get in line for him. 2 PM happens. He's not out. 205 whatever time goes on. And he doesn't come out. And, um, One of the workers said like, "Uh, everyone, we're really sorry. Randy Hundley had to cancel, uh, but we're working on getting someone else down here. If you want to stay in line, that's fine. But we encourage you to like, you know, go in someone else's line and try to get an autograph. So a bunch of people left. um, And then someone comes out like maybe five minutes later and they're like, all right, we got Bob Dunier to replace Randy Hundley. Um, it's going to take him a little bit of time to get down. And so he'll only be signed until 3 PM. So again, you can stay in line and, and try, but we can't guarantee you anything. Uh, but he's on it. He'll be down here shortly. So he was probably up in his hotel room, like watching uh judge Judy or something. I don't know. Um, so, so we're like – I was I was kind of like, okay, I, I have a Bob De card. I haven't gotten him, never gotten him before. I guess I'll just get him because all the other lines are too – I'm like, should I jump to another line? But they were all too long. Cody Hoyer was, was signing. I feel like maybe I could have got through to him, but whatever. So I just waited. And then, there, then like another five minutes after that, they're like, hey, Randy Hundley's here. And Randy Hundley just showed up and um, uh, started signing. And like luckily, um, there weren't uh, too many people um, – in line because they had all bailed. So ended up staying in line and still getting Randy Hundley got up to the front, just like I did. I don't know if I talked about this on, I know I mentioned it last episode, but I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast, but I got Billy Williams at a card shop back in December. And I asked him, I think this is what I'm going to start to asking players when I don't have anything else to ask them. I just asked him like who their funniest teammate was or who the funniest player they ever played with was. Billy Williams told me that it was Glenn Beckert, that he had a lot of one-liners, and then he said Joe Pepitone. Um, So I thought that was cool. Randy Hundley obviously played on the same team as Billy Williams. So I asked Randy Hundley, and he's like, I said it last week on the last episode, but he's like, oh, Glenn Beckert was crazy with those with the with his lines. So he had some crazy lines and so I thought that was pretty cool and I said, "You know what? Billy Williams said the same thing." And he's like, "Yep, yep, Glenn Beckert." And it's kind of sad cuz Beckert passed away a couple years ago, so I'll, I'll never get a chance to meet him and just see what he was like. Um, you know, never know if he was like I you know, I need to talk to some old-timers to see if they know more about Glenn Beckert because I don't know if he's baseball funny or, like, funny funny or, like, crazy funny. Like, is he, like, Ryan Dempster funny or is he, like, you know, I don't know. Like, Roger McDowell seemed kind of like he was crazy. But I don't know. So, but it was cool to hear that. Like, you know, the stories uh, seemed to check out um, by those guys. Uh, Four P.M. Hour, I ended up getting Miguel Amaya and I got Caleb Killian. So, I, I actually got Killian first. And like I said, he asked me about the card, um, that I got signed and he's like, did these just come out? Cause I, I'm just seeing them now. And yeah, I told him like, yeah, I think a couple months ago I got in the Miguel Amaya line. I tried out a new marker. Actually, I got this like fine tip autograph marker. So I tried out a new marker with Miguel Amaya. He was super nice. I just, you know, told him like, you know, hope, hope you're feeling healthy and ready to go. Um, he looked to be in good shape. He was playing at the end of last year in Iowa, and I think I think he could be a contributor for the Cubs this season. So, um, you know, if you're bemoaning the fact that they have um, uh, Tucker Barnhart and Jan Gomes, hopefully Miguel Amaya is coming, and that will give some offensive spark. Uh, during the 4 p.m. hour, I ended up getting Glennon Rush and Bob Howry, So that was a fun interaction. So um, I brought my book up to those guys. And uh, I can tell this whole story, and I told a truncated version of it um, on the last episode. But uh, brought my book up to Bob Howry on the page again. Like it has like eight different players on there. One of the guys on the page was like, an was Jody Davis on like the 1987 card, and so I put it on the table, and Glendon Rush goes oh, man, I was hoping, Bob, I was hoping that was you on the 87 card. Like, I hope I was hoping you were old enough to be on the 87 card. And it's like, but no, it's just Jody Davis. And so they 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 laughed about that. So he was kind of making fun of Bob Howery a little bit. And then they were signing, and I said the thing to Bob Howery. I'm like, hey, Bob, man, I still remember when you took down that fan who ran on the field. And then he goes like, yeah, I like how you think that it was me who did it. And he's like, it was actually one of the, he's like, we used to call him like the little bat boys, but they were the security guards. So they called those little security guards, the bat boys, which is funny. And then Glennon Rush was like, what, what happened? And he's like, yeah, this fan ran out on the field. And right as he got to the dirt of the mound, this security guard just like leveled him, like clotheslined him. And he's like, then how he looks at me. He's like, yeah, but you know what? I like your story better. Um, and I'm like, Hey man, like that's, yeah, that's good. I'm like, we'll go with that. And, um, then uh, I asked one of the ushers to take a picture because I wanted to show uh, listener Ben, because um, if you recall, listener Ben would uh, go to Cubs games and yell, Howry, Howry, <laughs> and Bob Howry. Um, I sent that picture to our text thread, and it, uh, he reminded me, listener Ben reminded me that all four of us on the text thread, including Mark Bubblebath and Rich Salamander, former guests of this show, we were all at that game together where Ben was standing there yelling Howery. So um, that was a pretty cool memory to have. I'm really glad I got that picture. I got it specifically so I could show Ben. um, And so, uh, yeah, I appreciated uh, hearing that from those guys Um, and having the picture and uh, having that little exchange with Bob Howery. I thought it was kind of funny. And I'm I'm a little embarrassed that I misremembered it, but it also made for a funny moment. And, you know, it was a good exchange. So that was cool. Um... From there, I went and I got Ethan Roberts' autograph. Um, you know, I got him on Friday uh, when, while Jack was uh, lost somewhere. Um, so Ethan Roberts um, uh, got his autograph again and um, got it on a different rookie card, but they're all rookie cards for him, so it, it was actually cool to get him on a different card. And he saw my Kevin Alcantara card, and he, he pointed at him, He's like, hey, this guy's good. He's like, I had no idea he was this tall, but uh, pretty cool. Um, so we talked about that briefly. That was cool. He's a super nice guy. He, like, collects cards and everything. He's in, like, this Facebook group that I'm in for Cubs collectors. Um, so it's pretty cool. Pretty cool to meet him and everything. Um, I kind of wanted to get Tucker Barnhart. He was also signing at that time. Crazy line. I don't know why. Why is there Tucker Barnhart madness? I'm not sure, but Cubs fans wanted Tucker Barnhart's autograph, and they showed it by getting in his line. Um, and then for the 6 o'clock hour, um... I ended up going to get Mike Fontenot's autograph. He was super cool. He was by himself. And honestly, his line was kind of short. Um, His line on Saturday was okay, but then he signed again on Sunday. And like the line was just like kind of empty ish. Uh, So maybe not the best, but he seemed, he seems like a pretty cool guy. I walked up to him and he's like, Hey, what's up, man? Like, like he's from like, uh, you know, Louisiana. So he kind of had that, Hey, what's up, man? And like, was just kind of cool. And, I just said, like, hey, man, you know, I was always a big fan. Um, I asked him to sign this rookie card, he this prospect card he had with uh, the Orioles, and then I picked up a Cubs card of his just, uh, like, the day before the convention. So I asked him if he could sign both of them. I told him, like, hey, man, I was always a fan of your home run celebration with Zambrano. Or whatever it was, where Zambrano would beat him into the ground like a stake and uh, like a a wooden stake. And I'm like, who came up with that? And he's like, oh man, I don't know. Probably Big Z. And he's like, yeah, you know, I I would do whatever he told me to, you know, that's just how it was. I'm like, yeah, I bet that's how, you know, that's how it was with Zambrano, huh? He's like, yeah, exactly. So that was a funny exchange. Like I said last week, um, these guys from the 2000s, like in my years where I was like living with Ben and watching baseball games with him. You know, you remember a lot of these little things that they would do. And um, that was the coolest thing is to meet these guys in person and mention it and do these little moments, the Howry fan on the field, the Fontenot stuff. So, like, I don't know. I never realized how, like, kind of attached I was to those players. But, like, they they just played on the Cubs at a special time where I was, like, was watching all the games, remembering a lot of the stuff that happened. And, like, I don't know. It was cool to meet that. Out of all the guys I met – during the weekend. Those were like some of the coolest guys that I got. Um after that line I went to Javier Assad and I got his autograph on a Tops Now card, like one of his only one of his only his only major league card. I got him to sign that one. Told him I liked his walk up music and he's like, Yes, yes, Mexican music. And I'm like, well yeah, yeah, I really like it. So that was cool. Got him. Um and then I got um uh Dave Otto and Tim Stoddard. Um Actually, no, you know what? They were signing a different I got them on Sunday. So I think I might have just got Javier Assad. Um I think, hold on, I'm a little confused myself. That I'm looking at the schedules here. Um no, I guess um no, I got them that day. I got them that Saturday. So that's right. So then I got Tim Stoddard um on a nineteen eighty one tops card, and then I got Dave Otto. I said to Dave Otto, I'm like, hey man, I got you yesterday. Uh, in the, uh, in the hotel lobby, but could you sign this? Like I had this Cubs hologram card. And so he's like, yeah, sure. And so he signed that. So that was uh, the end of my day there. I think I all told, I got like 23 autographs on Saturday. Again, whoever told me like, you know, it's hard to get them. Uh, they were horribly mistaken, uh, because I got 23 autographs. I was on my feet for like over eight hours, but I, I raked, I, I, I killed an autograph. So that was Saturday. Uh, Sunday was a little more chill, um, because it was, uh, less people. And it was only for like a couple hours, only for three hours, got there early, was able to get in line. And I got Fergie Jenkins. Um, and I told that story how he didn't show up, uh, for like, uh, 20 minutes or so. Um, and everyone was kind of freaking out that they weren't going to get in. We got to the front of the line. He was like kind of BSing with like a dad and his two kids and some, crazy fucking asshole behind me just yelled come on um at Fergie Jenkins uh that was weird um and uh yeah <laughs> he ended up staying and signing for everybody so that was very cool and uh, everyone was cool with that um that was kind of the only guy i could get at that time because it ran right up until 10 10 a.m. so i didn't i was not able to get anybody else i missed bob jardiner and jody davis Um, but it's fine. I got Davis before and, you know, Bob Dernier, never really super close for me, but, uh, maybe I'll get, I'm sure I'll, I I think I'll be able to get him at some other time. So I got Fergie Jenkins that time. I sweated it out, but got it. Um, for the 10 AM hour, I went over and I got Matt Caesar. Um, and that was a a cool one to get. I got him on a cool, like 19 or 2017, uh, tops heritage card. And then I also got him on his rookie card Um, and he signed both of those. That was very cool. Uh, And then I went over to Ryan Sweeney's line and I got him on a Cubs card, which I picked up like, again, the day before the Cubs convention. Uh, Then I went over and I met my friend um, who was in line for Lee Smith and he kind of let me cut in line with him, uh, which was very cool. Uh, I got up there early for Lee Smith, um, got him to sign a 1986 card for me. And I asked him for he was sitting there with his wife. I, I think it was his wife. I asked him to sign if he could sign the Hall of Fame inscription, and she was like, I'm sorry, he can't do that. I'm like, oh, really? And she's like, no, I'm sorry. So I'm not sure, like, he doesn't, he won't sign the Hall of Fame uh, inscription for free. I don't know. Other people were inscribing stuff. Um, Fergie Jenkins put his Hall of Fame inscription for free, Um, but uh, Lee Smith wasn't. So, hey, whatever, you know uh god bless the guy um they they only like when you when you pay for someone a player's autograph to add the hall of fame inscription usually it's only like 20 bucks or something um and so it seemed like if he was already signing for free why not just do that but i don't know uh maybe that maybe that'll make people kind of go back uh, my friend had a, car, a ball of his that he he wanted lee smith to add the hall of fame and he wouldn't do it like he already signed it he just wanted him to add the inscription and he wouldn't do it but he said um, he said, I'll do the, uh, he's like, he'll write Cubs hall of fame. So he wrote that for free. So he, my friend had to kind of settle for that. I, I figured, you know, that's nice enough, but you know, it's kind of weird. That he didn't do the hall of fame thing, but I, I guess I don't begrudge him. I likely Smith too much to begrudge him that uh, if it was, if it was Wes we may have had, may have had some problems. Um, after that, I jumped over to Reed Johnson's line and I got Reed Johnson on this really cool card that kind of looks like the matrix. He's like running and there's these like seagulls, like flying around him. And, uh, I think it's a pretty cool card. I mentioned to him like, Hey man, how cool is this card? And he kind of was like, yeah, a lot of people are getting that one signed and kind of thought he kind of poo pooed my, uh, my, my, my suggestion a little bit, but again, that was fine. Um, I was actually oddly really looking forward to Reed Johnson for some reason. So it was cool to get him. And then, uh, with the time left, Ray Burris was signing, So I figured, you know what? Let me go over to Ray Burris. And I got him clean on a 1983, um, card of him on the Expos. So he's in a old throwback Expos uni and, uh, looks pretty cool. And so I got him on a clean card. Finally, um, uh, got him on the blank one last season. He went off the edge of my Cubs card, but I got him clean on this card. So I'm good with Ray Burris that, that, door has also been shut, uh, or that, that case has been closed. So, um, that was it there. So yeah, basically I think like the final totals, like I got like 60 autographs for the weekend. It was really crazy. I was a broken man. Afterwards I went over to Mark Bubblebath's house to watch like the playoff game. And I was sitting there and I was like crazy sore. Like my legs and my back were all sore. It's maybe a slightly, uh, uh, embarrassing because I shouldn't be that broken down. I'm not, that old, um, but uh, it was a long weekend and there was a lot of hustling. But like I got 60 autographs, so it was pretty cool. Um, I don't know what Jack was thinking, not going, uh, you know, to the whole weekend. You know, he may have mentioned it once or twice that he wasn't a Cubs fan, but I think he is an autograph fan. So I think you fans should tell Jack to buy, to go next year. I think he already acknowledge that he should go next year, but, uh, yeah, folks right in, uh, because he missed out on a bunch of autographs, but, um, it was, it was pretty cool. Um, I also should mention that I got, uh, Pat Hughes on Saturday. I almost forgot about that. Um, Pat Hughes was doing a special signing at his own table. He was selling some CDs and some, uh, scorecards, but his autograph was, he was only charging 20 bucks for his autograph. Uh, and he would do the hall of fame inscription. So I got him, I almost forgot to talk about this, but I got him on a um, uh, a Topps Heritage card with where the Cubs are doing like the pile up on the field um, after they won the World Series, and he signed it like in this. The guy who he had who he had with him who like probably like runs his autograph signings. He picked the pen and he picked like this like fine tipped uh blue marker, and it came out so beautiful and like so it's beautifully written there on a nice horizontal card. Pat Hughes Hall of Fame twenty twenty three, and he inscribed it to Jeremy and um. I almost didn't I almost told him like don't worry about the inscription, but I'm I'm glad he did it. And like honestly, this is like a gem of my collection. So I'm I'm gonna put this in a nice like one touch uh magnetic case and just kind of keep that one um you know on display. Um just looking back at all the autos, this is a very thorough recap. So I appreciate y'all for you know if you're interested. Glad you, I'm glad to provide it for you, and thanks for sticking in here for 40-plus-something minutes of autographs. But, um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I think I covered all the autographs that I wanted to cover. And then as far as um, um, news and notes, I pretty much said everything I wanted to say. So, um, yeah, it was uh, odd that like you know Miguel Montero had a huge line, but, um, yeah, I don't know. And Tucker Barnhart. I don't know which one was weirder. Probably Tucker Barnhart. Anyway, that's going to do it for this recap, this thorough Cubs convention weekend recap. So uh, thanks for tuning in. I wanted to share all this information with the listeners. Um, like I said, in case you're interested or just to hear about these interactions that I had with these players. Um, again, sorry, Jack couldn't be there, but uh, I was I, I I thought it was awesome. So is 120 bucks for a ticket. Um You know, I live in the city, so I can commute down there. I took an Uber on Saturday, so that cost a little money. Um, But uh, as you may recall, my wife dropped me off on Saturday, on Friday. Um, But uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, I'm certainly not threatened by it. Um, So, yeah, so that's really it. Um, And uh, yeah, I guess um, uh, we're about to record. Um, Jack is about to join me, and we're going to record our recap of the DePaul xavier basketball game which was pretty exciting so um stay tuned for that um but uh thanks for tuning in and i hope you enjoyed this bonus episode see you next time folks